1: Nebraska preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob
0: Padilla. That's that big voice guy, which means we are back for another week. It's Nebraska preps postgame. I'm ODB. Well, I got to think of something different. I'll just be Damon. You could be JP. Jacob Padilla joining us from Hale, Varsity. So, I mean, I feel like the last time since we talked, we were busy giving predictions and thoughts, and then the state championships happened, and, now we're knocking on the door to basketball season <laughs> yeah. so uh so much for turkey potatoes and whatever else the basics are over the holidays we actually had some work to do
1: yeah and hoping to uh get that recap the day after get the immediate reaction but uh life got in the way so here we are and you'll get a uh, kind of a hybrid football recap and basketball preview episode today so where do you, where should we start we should we could where should we start I,
0: i'll let you decide since uh, if I wasn't broadcasting, then I was coaching, so okay. we got options.
1: You want to just go through the games kind of in order? Yeah, start sure. With the, why not? Start with D1 and run through yeah. it. Um, yeah, that was a uh, 42-12 win for Hal's Dodge over cross country to kind of get things started. Cross county, Reddit, I'm sorry. Cross county. Um, yeah, and man, there was, there was some uh, incredible plays from Hal's Dodge in this game. Just kind of control the action start to finish there.
0: Yeah, really good football team. Big, strong team up front cross county uh unfortunately you know sime just really couldn't he just really couldn't get it going he was a little bit of a shell of himself due to the injuries that left leg was just not cooperative at all uh for cross county and that was that was a really good house dodge team that they were seeing and got them for the second time during the season
1: yeah and Levi Bellina, um kind of led the way on the ground, 23 carries, 153 yards, four touchdowns, and also uh, threw uh, for a fifth touchdown, yeah. a quick little six-yard pass. <laughs> um, so added a few tackles in there as well. So pretty, uh, pretty impressive day for him. But uh, the probably the most impressive play of the game was um, from Blake Sindelar. Uh Cross County. They're inside the five. They're getting ready to uh, to go in there. And nose tackle blows up the center and Cindelar comes in right behind and brushes off him and essentially takes the handoff, uh, for force fumble, fumble recovery, and to, um, to turn the ball around and take away that scoring opportunity. And that man, he, he finished with nine tackles, lead their defense, had a tackle for loss and obviously uh, pass breakup. And then that, that, that fumble force and recovery. Um, we, we talked, we talked about him on the basketball court before, um, you can see his athleticism translate to the the football field as well.
0: Yeah, it was a really cool stunt, right? They occupied the nose and uh, really was disruptive. And he just, he timed it right, yeah. man, and kind of shot the gap. And, you know, sometimes and it kind of happened to us where it's a miscommunication up front, right? Where if you're uncovered, just blocked back versus this one I felt like was, really well conceived right because there's so many nice little wrinkles in the eight-man game that you don't really appreciate unless you you're a fan where you can watch the little blocking the little technology or not the technology the little strategies that go back and forth I mean it was a beautiful job of, of just being plus one in the accounted for category because they wouldn't have had anybody to block him it was uh, it was a fantastic play.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you just look at the look at the the stats. The yardage isn't too different there. The difference is, how Dodd was able to take advantage of yeah. its opportunities and get in the end zone, and Cross County just couldn't do it. That taxes and another Bellaño having an impact in a state championship game where there has been a lot of success in that family. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, five fumbles, two loss for Cross County. They had three turnovers overall, which led to sixteen points for house dodge that that was really the difference right there yeah they, they went one, one for three in the end zone and house dodge went five for five.
0: Two, two key turnovers inside the 10 yeah really um as you said kind of the difference and two well coached football teams where that was a well back and forth and pretty good football game to
1: boot yeah and at cross county Corey Hollinger had a really impressive touchdown in the end zone. I yeah, that's good. That's good grab. I, I don't know if it would have held up with the review. It was kind of interesting when and, when they didn't go to review. So um, so but,
0: let me. So that's a great great point. So the clarity sake in high school is one foot down with possession. That's the difference okay. in terms of completing it through the act of the catch when it's in the end zone. Gotcha. So one foot down with possession pretty much nullifies anything that's going to review whether the ground helped him okay. catch the ball or not. And I got that uh, straight from uh, our, our the head of replay official, Mr. Nice. Marr, who does a really good job. I mean, obviously he does the great work with the Pac-12 and all that on the collegiate level, but getting utilized this crew's expertise during the replays, it was clean. It was concise. Up, nice. up, 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 up until our game, which <laughs> I felt like it seemed to take an eternity. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, they they were on point all, all week, or I yeah. should say, all those two days, and really the angles that they were getting, I think, made it really clean.
1: Yeah, that's. Excellent point. it's good to know. I I did not know that. Um, it's kind of interesting how different rules at every level. It is, game, right? <laughs> you know, it is.
0: And you know what? Even I think during the broadcast, if I remember right, I think I was talking about completion through the catch in the ground not helping you, right? Non-factor at the high school level. So that that was that was new for me as well.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, there there you go. Then Hondra, really impressive <laughs> play. Went up and ripped the ball down. Yeah. High pointed that thing over a defender. Uh, but at, at that point the game was already over essentially and uh hope he's all right it looked like he came up limping a yeah, little bit a little at the bit end awkward of it, on but, his uh, leg i know he's a pretty good basketball player too so hopefully he'll be ready for that it's season it's crazy how you roll right in. <laughs> roll right in it's crazy hoops. yeah um and so that 42 uh, uh yeah 42 12 in that one and then the the D2 game was probably uh, obviously your your game was in the the running but maybe the game of the tournament uh yeah. of the finals yeah that was a 46-40 uh, come from behind win after blowing a lead after <laughs> Yeah, how about the runs dominant in that lead? one? 30
0: to 8 to start the game. Then 32 unanswered to take a 40 to 30 lead. Then
1: closed with a 16-0, 16-0
0: run. I that game was that game was unbelievably well played.
1: Yeah. And I think maybe the uh MVP of the entire uh finals uh Tyson oh, Dankert, for yeah. Kennesaw, just listen to this. Fifty-five carries for 303 yards and six touchdowns. Fifty-five carries. Uh he completed a pass for eleven yards. He had an uh he had 18 tackles. He forced a fumble and he recovered a fumble. You know
0: what the best stat was? The six solo tackles to yeah. go with the eighteen total yeah. tackles, right? So I kept saying I was I was marveling at his fitness and his toughness. And there were a lot of good players on the field. Samuel Stedford didn't have to take a back seat at all with, with Picorni and some of these guys. Yeah. I, they were way good as well. I was thinking, this is a heck of a football game.
1: Yeah. And that Deckard threw some big hits. He took some hits and bounced right back up on, on offense. Um, he had a couple really impressive elusive runs, had a couple yep. power runs. He was doing basically everything you could ask a football player to do. Yeah.
0: He was, um, I felt like that was kind of a no doubter right i felt like when he let and there were a lot of good players he firmly put of all the thumbprints that went on the game in a game and 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 mcintyres maybe says hold my gatorade uh you're coming up but he belongs in the discussion of guys that that really put his own personal thumbprint on that game
1: yeah for sure and credit to uh reese zudevern for sandhill Sedford as well had a phenomenal game Nine carries for 177 yards, four touchdowns. He caught a pass for 25 yards. Um, defense. He,
0: 182-pound state champion wrestling. He was every bit of that.
1: 21 tackles, half a tackle for a loss. Uh, he was, again, two, seeing those two guys kind of go at it all game long. He heard, they heard their name over and over yeah. and over again. Uh, that was a pretty special game. And it figures this was the one game that I wasn't able to be there for the end. Yeah. I uh, had to run over for volleyball practice, so I'm like <laughs> – <laughs> we're sitting there waiting to talk to John cook and I'm like scrolling, like trying to refresh the NSA feed, Sodders feed, just whoever turns. All right. What, what's going on here? Yeah, it was
0: unbelievable. An unbelievable game.
1: So you, you want to, uh, so you said just dominant start for, for Kennesaw. They let it slip. You want to kind of talk about how they, they managed to complete that comeback. Yeah. So I think, you know,
0: for Kennesaw, they got up early, right? 30 to eight. And San Stedford kind of stayed the course. They, they brought in a freshman quarterback um, and moved Zudervin to the backfield. So it was a lot of humanity in the backfield between Picorni and, and Zudervin, right? And so when Kyle took the helmet at, at quarterback, it, it allowed them to get a, a another big, strong body in the backfield as kind of a lead blocker. And Sandoz-Stedford just kind of wore them down. It was handoff after handoff after handoff. A couple of empty trips for um, – Kennesaw and and Santa Stefford got the ball in the second half and it was another extra possession and they score again, then the turnover, then they score again. So it's like okay, now all of a sudden they've got a ten point lead, and it was it was just a nice little wrinkle, of uh, you made a quick quarterback substitution, you allowed for a little. A bit more beef in the backfield, and it changed the complexity of the game. And then when he started the third quarter, Zutavern went back to quarterback, and all he did was rip off another long run <laughs> on a QB follow. So, just the resolve that both teams showed. Right, thirty to eight in the state championship, you're thinking, okay, this one's over. Yeah. Sano Tedford said, no, no, it's not. They go down, they go up, forty to thirty, in the in the third quarter, and you're thinking, if you're Kennesaw, it's. Uh, boy, we we don't have any answers. The key in that game was, a f- was uh, Santa Stedford had the ball uh, on their own 16. It was fourth and one, and they went for it. It was about four minutes to go in the third quarter. And from that, Kennesaw got a stop. And from there, they pretty much took over the rest of the game, scoring those 16 unanswered. I thought that was the difference.
1: Well, and impressive part, too, is obviously they – Go ahead touchdown, but that's with five minutes left in the game. Yeah. So they had to go get a stop and man, did they? Because uh, Samuel Sedford got all the way down uh to first and goal uh, inside the ten. So <laughs> it was a, heck and of a game. After so first and goal at the seven. You have one yard rush, yep. one yard or negative one yard rush, negative two yard rush, holding.
0: Yep, that was the, that was the backbreaker pass. right there.
1: That man that heck was of the a back defensive trigger. stand there uh, to, to close out that game. Um, so yeah, re- really impressive performance by Kenneth Sauer, the seventh seed. Uh, obviously, they had a pretty darn good record themselves this year, but yes, still, they did.
0: Um, a lot of people kind of had them one and two almost the, the the whole year. So it was just like it's hard sometimes when you're trying to negotiate through the schedule and the competition played. But uh, that one two was every bit was every bit the matchup we thought it was going to be.
1: Yep. All right, so let's roll right along here to the nightcap on Monday. Um, 42-14 win for Bennington. I don't think anything was too surprising here. I think that game went about kind of uh, to expectations for for me, at least. Obviously, they had the the, the thriller early in the season, but I, f- I feel like uh, Bennington just continued to get better and better uh, from that point as the season rolled on.
0: Yeah, it's 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 strange, right? It was Mastic, it was his show in the first half, and – you know, quietly, Aurora kind of stayed with it. And, and Collazo, his counterpart at the running back spot, yeah. I won't say stole the show because it, they didn't win the game, but really showed All well. Right. A lot of people knew about Mastic coming in, right? A lot of folks clamoring for offers and just his overall talent, right? And he showed you the full gamut. He's right. he's a real deal, right? We've yeah. talked about Mastic before, but then there was Collazo kind of just a different kind of runner. Yeah. Um, Good footwork, good short area change of direction. Doesn't have the long home run hitter speed that Mastek does, but he showed well in his own right. And how about Aurora just kind of hanging around, right? Yeah. Just showed a lot of resolve when it would have been easy for a Coach Peterson team to kind of pack it in.
1: Yeah, and Clazo, 36 carries for 272 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, a loss, right? You almost – you. Yeah. You typically won't
0: see those kinds of numbers in an eleven-man game in a losing effort.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but that they they kind of had to keep going to him because they just couldn't get enough out of the passing game. Yeah, uh, with what de- uh, what Bennington was bringing defensively to to keep up. It's so a
0: well-coached football team.
1: Difference was twenty-eight to seven in, in the second quarter. That was they yeah. blew the game wide open. Bennington. Uh, Roar, like he said, was hanging around like through the first quarter, in his second quarter, and then Bennington sent him with a bang, 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 game over.
0: Yeah, it was a really complete effort. Yeah. I think Bennington left no doubt that they were <laughs> they were the clear-cut class of Class B. And
1: mentioned mentioned Mostic, uh, 20 carries to 218 yards, four touchdowns. Most of that was in the first half. Right. He had that brilliant breakaway 89-yard score. It's a
0: beautiful is, run. Thing beauty, one, Mastic. One, one of beauty. <laughs> one of the best high school runs that I've seen in, in quite some time.
1: In the, Quite yeah, some time. The best part about it was that gave him the uh, 11 man uh, career rush, or rushing record um, for uh, breaking Jordan Strong or uh, Calvin Strong's record. There yeah. um, ne- needed like 40 something at that point. He got he got twice that on the one run and, and scored on it to boot. So uh, heck, heck, heck of a
0: heck of a season yeah. rushing record.
1: It, yeah, incredible season for Mostek here, and it's a perfect way to. <laughs> the only problem was uh, a roared wasn't able to score enough to uh for them to keep feeding him in the second half. Otherwise, he could have gone for the the all class record there. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah, which would have been in jeopardy. Solder <laughs> and I were
1: talking about that. We thought he was going to get it, and then the, the second quarter happened, and they're like, oh, never mind. There, he's not going to get that many carries in, in the second half." Yeah. But um, I mean, again, Trey Bird did just enough. Um, kind of made, made some big plays. I really like him. Yeah, he. It's gonna be. Uh, his show kind of next year. It'll be interesting to see kind of got that wiry frame. Evolved.
0: He's got a really good poise. Yeah. He's uh, a lot of, a lot of winning attributes that he exudes. He just does whatever it takes to get the job done.
1: Yeah. Caden Bloom, three catches, 87 yards, touchdown, kind of what he's been doing all year, um, making some big plays for the passing game defensively, man. Uh, Luke McDonald was an absolute monster. I, I, I kind of tweeted a couple times like, uh, Aurora may want to block this McDonald kid. Yeah. He seems like a pretty good football player, but there are a couple of times where just blitzes or whatever the case, he, they, he just found a way to get through the line unblocked and just made havoc uh, re- in the in the backfield. 15 tackles, one and a half for loss, two quarterback hurries, a forced fumble. Um, I believe he's going to Iowa Western for wrestling, yeah. correct? Um, Austin Holtz, 14 tackles, one and a half Holtz off the edge. Holtz was a
0: really good Quarterback
1: player. hurries. He, he had a... <laughs> He's a Gosh. very unconventional player for a, a bigger class school uh, as a like five five ten outside linebacker, but he had an incredible season as well. And I'm not sure what he's not good at.
0: Right? <laughs> he, he he's that guy that you kind of pull out of your. He's like eights across the board. He he can just do a, a little bit of everything really really well.
1: He had a pick six that he dropped against Scott that I gave him a hard time for. But other than that, pretty good oh, so season he is, for him. So we he know he's human. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, man, we, we talked about Seth and Wempen getting hurt at the start of the year. He would have been their quarterback. Came back. They were rolling with, with Trey Bird at quarterback. Um, and upper upperclassman, he's like, you know what? Uh, Coach, we're going to roll with this, but you can make a difference on defense. And boy, did he—he he was laying the wood. I tell you what, long.
0: so and he made a nice adjustment. So early on, he had some success tackling in the open field, and I think he kind of got the feeling pretty good. And so he wasn't really bringing his arms; he just kind of bouncing yeah. off some guys. Boy, from the third quarter on, he boy in the open field, whatever he was, uh, whatever he was running into, stop moving. He really shored that thing up nicely. Uh, and look pretty complete. I like his change of direction too. He's got he's he's kind of he's twitchier than I think yeah, people think.
1: Just a good all around athlete. And, uh, again, another another basketball player as well. A lot of these Bennington kids are. Um, so well, we'll, and we'll if see they're uh, not doing that, <laughs> then they're wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> they got some, some good. Multi- and their line just dominant. Uh, I mean, they had probably the best offensive line in, in Class B. And um, you don't have the season that Mostic does without guys. Open up holes for him, Yeah. and they did that once again. So really impressive, um, Class B uh, performance by Bennington, kind of wire to wire, uh, just uh, just dominant. So moving on to Tuesday's games. Um, start off with uh, with, with C one, and it was Columbus Lakeview thirty seven, Pierce twenty five.
0: Yeah, it did I would like to say I was surprised, but that was the Columbus Lakeview team. I remember, we were talking last week. You know, a lot of people were were thinking upset kind of felt misseated going in, didn't like, you know, but the wild card points are what they are, right? Those numbers kind of sort themselves out, but they like the three-headed monster attack and able to run the football. They like the flat-out foot speed. That was a really good Lakeview team, a really good Lakeview team, and he jumped on them early.
1: And defensively, man, they were in the backfield all game long, and the, the key was Lakeview capitalized on the. both teams had two turnovers, uh, <laughs> Lakeview capitalized on them, uh, and Pierce did not. Yeah, and that that was the difference in the game. And uh, it, it was Adam Van Cleve, really impressive all around performance. Uh, led him in rushing, seventy three yards and a score. Uh, completed a pass for sixteen yards on a score.
0: Uh, How about the total team effort on offense?
1: Yeah, you look at it. All all these other games, for the most part, there was kind of somebody that put up some huge numbers. That wasn't the case for Lakeview. They just yeah spread the ball around everybody touched it and, and again defensively uh they made some huge plays to to kind of swing the game
0: i think even in a loss people f- figured out that bramer's a really good player <laughs> yeah man uh, he's a he is one tough customer
1: nine catches for 12 on 12 targets for 113 yards even though he was seeing double teams most of the game, most of the game. yeah and i mean heck i i would have too <laughs> that's uh it was a pretty good game plan because Abram Shelton, fourteen for twenty one passing, two hundred sixty three yards and three touchdowns. So they moved the ball through the air. Um, they just couldn't quite keep up with Lakeview, especially with a couple of those turnovers.
0: Yeah, it was really cool to see the communities just come out and, and support. They, some great crowds. I mean, people have different feelings about playing at that venue and its large capacity. And you know maybe some smaller capacities but embracing the moment of memorial stadium and kind of what it is and seeing everybody just kind of rally and travel was a heck of an atmosphere
1: no doubt and I, i'm glad for my sake that it was back in memorial stadium because it meant i was able to see all these games whereas <laughs> last year he had to make a choice and i went to the class b title game uh so it's it good to be able to see all these different classes cause this is my one chance a year really to see a lot of these everybody. small school yeah um just because it isn't feasible necessarily to 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 go to a lot, some of these smaller games dur- during the season. So um, i was excited about that. Excited to see Ben Bramer. It was the first time I got to see him play football, I saw him play in the state tournament basketball last year, and I was like, okay, this kid, I, I can see why <laughs> why they were excited about him. Uh, just in terms the, of his build, the, the long, tough, lengthy strong athlete, yep. um, kind of a Thomas Fedoni type of tight end in terms of just kind of the long. How about his gotta, hands? Yeah,
0: right. He's uh he 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 can go get a
1: football. Yeah, no good soft hands. He's yeah. going to be a good get. Yeah, for sure, really good get. And all right, so again, thirty-seven twenty-five. Congratulations to Columbus Lakeview. Moving on to uh, C two and <laughs> the McIntyre show. Uh, so it was McIntyre show, but credit to uh, some of their other playmakers as well: Jarrett Boggs, uh, Lucas Proust, like just a total. Boggs kind of flies effort.
0: under the the radar, Man, right? He's, he's tough. overshadowed. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you've got to go into a little bit of a battle, you probably take that guy with you, Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> 17 carries for 131 yards and touchdowns. And Doesn't man, give he you was... much
0: to hit. He's just, he just keeps coming and coming and
1: coming. And I don't know that he dropped on the first contact all game long. Oh, he's a hammer.
0: <laughs> it's just, that's, a, that's a strong football player and definitely plays the game a certain way. I mean, he is he is downhill. You don't see often nor- a Norfolk Catholic team kind of lose the physicality battle yeah. like that but um Bergen boy they, they that's a they're pretty good at they the just point ran of attack into a bus, Yeah, they're yeah. pretty good at the point of attack that's a good that's a really good football team
1: and man Cohen mcintyre just <laughs> made every play like they he was 9-11 passing for 259 yards and five touchdowns. He had five touchdowns on 11 pass attempts. Yeah, pretty
0: good, right. you, pretty good efficiency, right? <laughs> yeah. Pretty uh, good efficiency. Nine of the Five of the nine completions were for touchdowns. And they I felt like he was throwing to throw run, into, like, you know, Todd Milliken back in the day at Nebraska, right? He had like eight catches and seven of them were for touchdowns.
1: Pruce, three catches for 163 yards and two touchdowns. It's two, I think it was an 80-yarder, a 52-yarder, and then a uh, shorter one, but... Man, <laughs> his brother Cade McIntyre, four catches, sixty yards, two touchdowns on four targets. So didn't miss there. Uh, it was uh, Gavin Logeman caught, caught a touchdown. Boggs added a catch for twenty yards. So just Northfork Catholic just didn't have an answer for w- what McIntyre was able to do.
0: Yeah, pretty impressed. Big throws yeah, got a chance to see him in small doses over his, their high school careers, and the the cool thing is is they get better every year. Right. sometimes that's not always the case you see kind of kids either peak or plateau a little bit and but these guys they appear just to, to keep getting better and he puts up all those offensive numbers and there are most people that see him that's, playing defense yeah, safety
1: at the next level. at the next level at Wyoming had, pretty,
0: pretty good athlete
1: at seven tackles a pass breakup but Cade had eight tackles two sacks um, so yeah just really imp- uh, impressive performance by Bergen and uh if, Again, forty nine twenty. It was, it was. Uh, Carter Kirkman kind of uh, um, just picked up some tough yards. Twenty two carries, one hundred fifty three yards. Uh, ha- had two touchdowns there.
0: Wasn't a uh, ton of daylight. Yeah, no. Really, to get him going in the open field.
1: Th- that touchdown he scored though up the sideline was really impressive though. To, to be able to kind of walk the tightrope there and stay in bounds to, to get in uh, for a sixteen yard score early in the game, but. Um, yeah, they just didn't have enough. It was twenty-eight-seven after the first quarter, and after that, it was pretty much over. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all you good. good? <laughs> I'm, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. That, it's all good. I'm use. pretty. I'm pretty objective about yeah. this. The Class A title, obviously, Gretna seven-three winner over Omaha West Side. I don't know that anybody heading in saw ten total points. Um, mm-hmm. The under definitely hit in that one.
0: Although both defenses, if you looked at yeah. What was happening at the, second, at the latter half of the year, you maybe could have seen two really good de- defenses.
1: And we talked about that with Gretna, yeah. how they it completely transformed as a team um, throughout, throughout the playoffs, even um, from where they started uh, the last few games of the season, had become a more complete team. Um, and it definitely showed up on, on Tuesday night. And <laughs> eight, eight tackles for loss. They only had one sack, but they had six quarterback hurries. And, and see, that's the thing, right? Their, their pressure. Um, and there were six different guys, I believe, that had those eight tackles for loss. So they were bringing pressure from all over the place. Yeah,
0: and uh, you know, it's it's funny. People, t- hey, did you know that you know this was going to happen to your offensive line? And you know, they it's a younger offensive line. They kind of try to um, piece it together. But what was happening is it wasn't a singular thing. It wasn't like the physicality or the you know being stout at the point of attack. It was schematically they were really good. And their players understand that system and how and when to bring pressure. They were very good with our cadence. We were afraid to kind of go to some yellow counts or something like that where we would try to draw them off sides. But they were just kind of getting some running starts at us. And so what we decided to do in the third quarter was just to get in some good old-fashioned 22 personnel where we used two tight ends, two running backs, and just kind of tanking at them a little and found a way to kind of seize control, well, as much as you could have when you're only up Three, yeah, <laughs> uh, but at least it settled down our offense, right? Getting out of the gun and 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 kind of trying to worry about where your blitz pickups were coming from, because conversely, they were really sound, and their blitz pickups, we just couldn't get home, and we kind of had to just settle into to playing coverage because we weren't getting there.
1: Yeah, and that I mean, y- you look at the. Th- th- 70 total net rushing yards between yeah. the two teams.
0: I think one rush for 1.7, the other 1.4, something one like po- that. Yeah,
1: you were at 1.5. I'll give, give you that extra 10 of a yard. <laughs> but uh, I felt I it hurt us early, right? We left a little bit out, out
0: there on the field, right? It just uh, didn't really love our toughness hitting holes and kind of trusting the play design as opposed to kind of getting in the moment and, and doing too much. Uh, but the beautiful thing in a game like that is, you know, teams that, that do a good job of maximizing are usually the teams that win. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, Gretna maximized. Uh, You know, Zane Flores made a couple key plays. People will talk about the throw down the sidelines in which, I mean, I thought it was going to be picked. I was a little worried about the angle we took real time, but the ball, I mean, it's the only place that thing was yeah. going. Yeah. Right, so you just tip your cap, right? It's good player making a, a really good play.
1: Uh, yeah, and – uh, Joe Roll, <laughs> eleven catches for 270 yards, and he had that again—the the 52 yarder with yep. it. Yeah, um, and and the thing yard. the thing
0: about him is it's not with Roll is it's not any one thing, but I will say this: whatever he touches he usually catches. You get it close, he's going to find. He's going he's going to bring that thing That's in. That's
1: the thing. He's not like the guys they had last year that are big, athletic, they'll go up and moss you. Yep. Um he's just really good at running routes, getting open, catching the ball. He's not not the most explosive, not the biggest receiver out there, but he is productive. I, I like the fact that he
0: can locate a ball out yeah. of a break without having to stare it down. Some some receivers just aren't comfortable doing that. When he gets his head around, I think he has a good feel for where the ball's going to be. And he he doesn't leave a lot of opportunities out there on the field.
1: And I think Mike Sauter is one that asked him about, but that, was, that big uh, reception that set up the score was the same play that they beat Elkhorn South yeah. with. Um, kind of just deep post, double post, I think it was, and Flores put it on the money. Um, again, it was a uh, little, little bit of wind uh, again in that game, just yeah. like in that Elkhorn South game, but put it right where it needed to be, and roll went and made the play. Yeah,
0: we weren't really the so the one you know it it bothered our field goal kicker. Um, you know, it was a shame that we had the delay a game or the too many men on the field yeah. um, from the first field goal attempt from Albano into the win. But outside of that, that was the only time I really felt like you know the the weather really played a factor. It's all you could really ask for. Um, you know, we made the decision to take the wind in the fourth quarter, um, considering that 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 Gretna had the ball so you know it wasn't uh it was a deal where at the very end of that deal we just felt like you you want that last minute over right with it's those that, three timeouts in the bag gonna go next <laughs> you, you, you get into personnel groupings and kind of what we ran but um it is so, what it is yeah let's
1: let's go back over that so obviously so Gretna took the lead with um about seven minutes left to go in the game mm-hmm. you got Trade, uh, short drives, uh, punt it back, um, and you guys get the ball with three minutes and 37 left. In good field position. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, near midfield. And you convert a couple of third downs along that, um, keep the drive going, and then finally you get down uh, to, to inside, inside the 10 there. And then um, – had a chance and just things kind of spiraled clam, out of clam, control. Calamity <laughs> of errors. Yeah. Here. Um. Kind of. What, what were you? I guess. What were you guys hoping to 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 get out of that? What 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 led in the decision to so going uh, into the Wildcat so, there? And-
0: so there was a little. There was a little bit of back and forth, right? But the thing about it is, is Coach Frank could only talk to the defense, and so he's. We had a little miscommunication in terms of what the ultimate design was. But I think in the moment, he ended up going with it at the final millisecond just because he felt like we had a, a good pulse for what was going on. So when we got into the Wildcat or Gravedigger, as we like to call it, um, we, ha- we had, well, first of all, after the replay, we wanted to line up over the ball, right? We, we didn't want to have to, and so we asked the officials, hey, you know, can, do we have to wait over here? Because we were ready to go. And we didn't really want them to see
1: what you were gonna, what we yeah. were gonna do,
0: right? Yeah. We just wanted to muddle huddle and line up and snap the ball. Uh, and turns out we made the mistake, right? I, again, we just not not a. There's a difference between a free defender that you can't account for and a free defender because yeah. you didn't do yeah. what we sh- were supposed to do, right? They took advantage of it.
1: So yeah. you guys had the ball uh, first and goal at the one, and Corbin Nicolite yeah. runs straight up the middle shot and tackles shot. Dominic Rizak for Big shot a loss too. of two. Big yeah. shot. Oh, huge hit. And, you know, conversely, I wonder, and I didn't, you,
0: you know, you don't really go there, um, but I wondered if that hit kind of had Dom um, collecting his thoughts because, you know, the very next play – he drops the snap and Wildcat. It could have just been a good player trying to really press and make a play. But for as much as he's given us and for the kind of kid he is, that wasn't something that I was just I'm, I was interested in revisiting, right? I mean, it happens. He's left it all out there. And so, you know, you kind of went with that. And we didn't make that play. Then we get back into our conventional offense. Well, and
1: you don't – uh don't take the time out until 12 seconds left there. So that that's kind of like, it was about 17 seconds. Yeah. You right. kind of figure at, at first and goal, uh, you're not going to need a ton of time here. Let's, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're going to get the score here. And then that happens. And you're like, uh, and then take the time out. So 12 seconds left that leaves you with, and then on second down, uh, just kind of fumbled, fumbled the snap. Um, just wasn't able to handle the ball. So, uh, recovered it, but, uh, uh, Lost what, uh,
0: five, six yards. Yeah. Maybe? Something uh, like that.
1: Yeah. So lo- loss of seven. Uh, so you lost eight yards total on the play because it was uh, moved back to the 11 yard line. And, and then, then you take a timeout with six seconds. Left and then we get the
0: timeout it. and it's like one, you know, one shot at it. Yeah, And uh, you, you go back and you just don't really, I mean, it took some time and that's still probably going to take a while, but. When you run out of time and not plays, That's, that take the that,
1: timeout five seconds sooner, and you got your or, one or, more or, shot or, or, or,
0: or ten maybe, oh. right? It's just it's one of those things that you, you
1: can't go back and get. But they got okay. the, you did you took that one shot, got a pi, um, so half the distance of the goal there. So now third comes down to um, two seconds left after that um, comes down to third and goal from the five because yep. uh, again third down, but you only have two seconds left. You got yep. one shot here. And just pressure again. Yeah, got flushed a little bit. You know, we just got to do a little bit better job of of
0: kind of um, in crunch time. And you have to go through it. It's an experience thing, yeah. right? Being able to give your guys a chance to make a play. Making a play when your quarterback needs you to make a play. Um, understanding, like, let's go back to earlier in the game where it's not always going to be the big play. Some it's it's. I kind of liken it to cards. Sometimes your best hand in poker is the hand you get away from, right? It's the it's the one you lay down before you get to the end, and you got it all in there, and it, and you end up losing. Like, you know, we tried to make some things happen that weren't there, as opposed to just cutting your losses and snapping it again, right? Things like that. So, you know, it's a it's a it's a teachable moment. They had good veteran leadership at the quarterback spot that I think really
1: really. Showed itself for them, and you know it's a it's a well coached group. And both these teams will be in the mix. I'll be back next year, obviously. Flores, a Junior, twenty eight, forty two for three hundred twenty yards. Um, mm-hmm. Had the one pick on, I guess, just didn't see the defender underneath there, but um, had, had the big pass that set up the, the touchdown there, um, and he had, had the lone touchdown of the game. Um, just kind of on the quarterback sneak. Um, but I, I, I thought obviously this is i think will be a huge learning experience for anthony Rizak. he made a few plays in the face of that pressure there was one where he somehow avoided the rusher th- just threw a beautiful pass and yeah. Jamez ross went up and snatched like a receiver like and
0: that was in his backed up against yeah. you know kind of in our own set and you know the thing with him he's going to be a jo- he's going to be fun to watch because i don't think he realizes how good he could be he's he's very unassuming he's like that reluctant hero so he hasn't it, it When it clicks, like click-clicks, he's going to be flat-out dangerous because I think he's he's even better than he gives himself credit for.
1: Yeah, so 17-32 passing for 225 yards and a pick. They, they bottle him up rushing. Um, yeah, could, could carries, find a way to get, get the ground game going. Yeah. And that, that was, again, both – neither team could, but uh, Gretna ended up making a couple more plays in, in the stretch. Yeah. yeah, that's how, that's how you win, win a close game. So um, I felt like
0: we won the kicking battle, too. So it, yeah. was, it was one of those games, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'd like to do it again, but you're not
1: always afforded that luxury in a championship caliber. Nope, so credit to Gretna. Um, again, that's a five seed, pulling it off. Um, it was a really impressive season, and especially, again – Give up 42 yards in the first round of the playoffs and then give up 10 po- or 42 points. Yeah. Give up 10 points the last three games total, including three in, in the state championship game. So credit to them. They went out and earned it for sure. Yeah, I know, right? It's almost like what, what,
0: so between the two teams, we gave up three to Burke. What did we give up in the first round? It was, it was Papio South, right? We gave up nine, 41-9, I think. Burke, we gave up three. That's 12. Buffy West, we gave up 26. That's 38. And we gave up 45 points in four games and didn't win state. <laughs> and 26 of those were in one game.
1: Uh, um, How about zero, that? 0, 3, 26, and, and 7. See, that's even worse. It's 36 points. We yeah. gave up
0: 36 points in four games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Thirty, you know. So,
0: hey, sometimes it happens like that. Yep, it happens. So, for all the talk about the Dragons' defense, hey, we're okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're
1: we're okay. A lot of those guys, you obviously have to replace some key senior leaders, yeah, but and yeah. the base of the talent, the, the young guys that gain experience this year, uh, I'm sure you guys are excited to get back to work. Yeah, we'll
0: year. be counting a lot on guys like Kirk Kubrick and obviously Caleb and Isaac and you know Teddy Rezac need to find another Cole Haberman. We need to find another Tommy Connolly. <laughs> yeah. That should be easy, right? <laughs> yeah, I I've, I've coached a lot of guys, man. Cole is going to He'll be he's in a tough spot. You know, because he's behind Cade. Cade's won a championship and he was a great pa- listen, I There's no more superlatives I could I could throw at him. Cole is like this forgotten He's so good and he's it's like in his senior year i just wanted him to have just a little something you know more than the state run the show for because i want the rest of the state to find out just how good he is and maybe he'll have his chance at wrestling that's what we're hoping for but uh between he and Connolly, man those were two tommy Connolly, two really really good football players
1: goodness and, and uh I guess while we're here at the end, shout-out to uh, Team Nebraska and the River Battle Bowl, taking down Team Iowa. It kind of helped Mike Soder put together that roster. And uh, Yeah, man, you guys, guys knew what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, 28-7 there. Uh, pretty impressive showing by them on Saturday. So kind of put a nice little cherry on top of the, the high school football season here in Nebraska.
0: Yeah, we are way up against it. <laughs> a good 40 minutes in. We'll, we'll be back on Mondays from here on out. We'll be recapping Hoops. Which both of us have an affinity for. Maybe then my kid will be back playing. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) He's on this rest tour. Yeah. But I got a chance to see a couple teams playing their scrimmages. I guess you'd call them that. Some pretty cool environments for none of these games to really count in (laughs) the standings. High school basketball is alive and well. All starts on Thursday. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll be there for it all. That's Nebraska Preps postgame. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. We'll be back next Monday. Don't you miss it. A Huda Media Production.